Hey, SaaS sales players. I hope you're having a great weekend. Before I dive into the topic of today's episode, I just wanted to send out a quick reminder about the six-figure closed plan virtual training course and community that I've put together. Now, the reason I want to remind you about it is I'm closing it down at the end of August. So August 31st at midnight my time, you will no longer be able to access the content, uh, the online community, uh, or any part of the program itself. I don't know if or when I'll reopen it again in the future, so definitely jump on and grab your copy. And by the way, I mean this. Uh, I know there's a lot of info product uh, hawkers out there that say they're going to close it down and then they move it out another 10 days or another 30 days. That's not the case here. I'm absolutely shutting it down on the at the end of August. So if you do want a copy of it, I highly recommend jumping in and grabbing that right now. I may also release it again sometime in the future, but the price could change. Right now, it's only 97 bucks. This is a framework that I've used to make tens of thousands of dollars in commission checks with closing large enterprise deals. Uh, and just a reminder what you get with the program, it's uh, video training courses on how to implement uh, a mutual action plan for your customers uh, or your SaaS buyers anyway. And it also has my account plan template for uh, deal reviews internally, planning the deal out, and basically showing your company what a badass you are by being a, a you know a quarterback to getting the deal done. And then in addition to the video trainings and those templates, you're also going to get early access to the SaaS, uh, SaaS sales players private Slack group. This is a chance for you to network with other listeners, uh, other guests that have been on the show, and myself uh, as well. And then last but certainly not least, it's uh, I'm offering some coaching sessions so you can actually book time with me if you want to go through your sales process. I can help you implement some of the stuff that's in the training. We can talk about other stuff altogether. Um, but you do get uh, some time with me to chat about anything you want to chat about. So again, uh, don't forget to get your copy of the course. You can get that at sasplayers.com. That's S-A-A-S players.com. So uh, with that out of the way, I wanted to put a, uh, an episode together that I think is really, really important and just hopefully somewhat relevant to many of you out there. Uh, it's been a crazy couple of weeks. There's been a lot of stuff going on in the world on a macro level. Uh, we're kind of in the month of August, which historically speaking is one of the more challenging times to sell to B2B buyers. The reason for that is everyone's wrapping up their summer vacation. They've got kids going back to school. Uh, it's just sort of a slow time of year to be selling a product to business leaders, from my experience. That's not always the case, but typically that's what I've found working in this industry. And so it can get a little bit daunting. It's, you know, again, the end of summer. Uh, everyone's sort of shifting back into work mode. And then this year specifically, there's just been a bunch of stuff in the news. I'm not going to get into all of that, but uh, I'm sure you know what I'm referring to. Uh, there's just been tons of, of, you know, obviously there's there's coronavirus stuff going on as well as just, uh, you know, kind of geopo uh, geopolitical headlines and things like that. It's really easy to get caught up and focus a lot on kind of the doom and gloom. And I know I'm really guilty of this personally. Uh, it's, it's very hard for me to, to focus on the positive sometimes when I'm, uh, you know, watching the news or seeing what's going on in the world. And sometimes I even step back and say, what am I doing? I'm, I'm here, you know, selling a bunch of uh, ones and zeros, if you will, to, to businesses when there's so much, you know, struggle and, and chaos going on in the world. What is this? Why am I, you know, here doing this? And I have to kind of jolt myself back and remind myself uh, of a couple of different things. And, you know, one of the big keys in being successful at sales is learning how to manage the ups and downs of this industry and this profession. And I did a previous episode a few weeks back on whether, uh, you know, SaaS sales is a lifestyle or a career. 
And if you listen to that episode, you heard that I definitely think it's a lifestyle. It's not just a job that you can clock out at five o'clock. You've really got to be on almost all the time. And when you're in front of your buyers or your peers that are going to help you do the deal, you've got to really bring a lot of the energy and the business world puts a lot on our shoulders uh, because we've got to be the ones that are always on our game, always prepared, always ready to jump on a zoom call or a phone call and be, you know, completely articulate and deliver the value that we need to deliver and do so in a way where we're not allowed to show emotions. And I don't buy that by the way, I think it's okay to have bad days. It's okay to tell people you're having a bad day and it's okay to, to write out a slump, but the key is writing it out. I've had colleagues in the past that had a hard time writing it out and they didn't last long in this industry. So that's the, the key here is you've got to be very resilient if you want to continue working in SaaS sales because you have to be able to uh, you know ride the highs and the lows. And just being transparent, the last couple of weeks for me have been uh, really, really tough. And I'm deploying the, these exact tips that I'm about to share so that I can kind of get back on track and keep moving forward. I'm very optimistic and excited for things to come. I think that at the end of the day, I feel very lucky to work in this industry. I feel very lucky to have uh, listeners to the show. And there's so many things to be grateful for. It's easy to forget about that, though, and get caught up in you know negative mindsets. So I thought I'd put together some tips today, three tips for staying positive and improving your mindset, even when things aren't going well even if the world's burning down around you. And again, maybe that's not literal, but at least in your mind, that's what's going on. So here's a couple of tips that you can use and implement to just stay positive when you're not feeling great or you're not in a good headspace. So number one, what I tend to do is try to step back and focus on what I can control and then go easy on yourself. This is a hard role. This is a hard job. And yeah, you may not be struggling as much as other people out there are, uh, but at the end of the day, it's still uh, your struggle and you're allowed to have that. And uh, you need to just step back and focus on what you can control. So much of what we do is out of our control. Uh, you can lead a, a horse to water, but you can't force them to drink. I know I've just recently said that, uh, I think in another episode, but that's the reality is you can't force a sale on anybody. You can't force someone to update you via email. You have to just focus on what you can control and stay laser focused on that. So a lot of times when I'm in a really bad negative slump and I want to do something that I can control is I just, I up the, the outbound prospecting activity or I step away and I spend some time on creativity. What can I do creatively to improve my messaging, to, you know, write up a good prospecting sequence that might be, uh, you know, unique or different or more creative than what I would normally do. And those are things that I can control. I can improve my message. I can put, you know, call volumes or email volumes behind my work. And that's it. That's what I can control. And I can try to be as positive as possible and make the best of any demos or discovery calls that I have. So number one uh, tip for staying positive is just focus on what you can control and be very easy on yourself. Again, uh, the, this can be a hard job. It can be taxing and it's stressful. So make sure to go easy on yourself and just stay focused on what you can control. Number two, take some time away from what you're doing to work on self-improvement, self-reflection, and ultimately balance. It's really easy to get unba uh, unbalanced in this profession. Uh, and imagine having a sales-oriented podcast too, where you know basically your hobby is also your profession. It can get a little crazy sometimes. And what I'll find is I'll go into these just sort of black boxes of, 
you just so focused on trying to get a deal done or so focused on trying to build pipeline or put out content or whatever it is that I don't take any time away to improve other areas of my life. And this is something that I, I still have to keep myself in check on. And I think every single person in the industry tends to have to do. So here's some ideas for how you can just step back a little bit and work on improving yourself, uh, reflecting and finding a little bit of balance. Uh, so pick up a couple of books and it's okay if the, those are sales books, if you want to improve your craft, but I'm also reading uh, a random book right now called Conquistadors. I think it's about Cortez. It's a history book. Um, I've in the past read some interesting fiction books to try to balance out a little bit. And by the way, these are all complementary to your skill set. So even if you pick up a fiction book or a history book, or a, I don't know, like a romance novel or something, you're still reading and reading improves your writing. And writing is critical if you're selling SaaS because your messaging uh, needs to be concise and it needs to be uh, you know, clear and get to your buyer. So I think reading is a great activity regardless of what you read. You can read whatever you want. Uh, and if you just love sales books, read a sales book or a business book. But if you also want to read, again, a history book or a romance novel, more power to you. Ultimately, this will help uh, balance you out a little bit and will ultimately improve your craft. Mental health and physical health. Uh, I've been taking runs and walking every night, uh, every weeknight, and then doing you know a couple of runs a week. One of the other things that I do, and this kind of goes into the next bullet I have here, is I, I ride mountain bikes. That's a hobby I've had now for about four or five years. I absolutely love it. It's been uh, something that's helped me stay in shape, but also get outdoors and breathe some fresh air and completely disconnect from the workflow. Uh, so, you know, get, get some good exercise in there, pick a thing that you like doing. Uh, if you're not doing something like this already, most of us are exercisers, I think, because exercise does, uh, gives you endorphins. And when you can bring those endorphins and enter the energy around those into your calls, you're going to be better off diet, you know, making sure that you clean up your diet. Don't be eating junk. Uh, I have, you know, have gone through many periods where I have to scale back the fast food or alcohol, uh, just because again, sometimes I find myself using these as a way to cope with the stress or the anxiety or the uncertainty that comes in this role. And I always have to check myself and take a step back and say, you know, do I really want to be eating that? Should I be drinking that much in the, in the week or in, on the weekends? And then sleep. And that's a big one. Uh, most of us don't realize uh, that sleep is just such a key factor in our success. I'm coming off 12 hours of sleep. It, it was absolutely amazing. Uh, my wife took our kids out of town for the weekend and I went to bed last night. It was a Friday night. I went to bed at 8.30 at night and I slept until 8.30 in the morning. It was amazing and I feel like a million bucks right now and I can't wait to take the next week on head on. Uh, so get some sleep. Uh, and if you have to put that in your calendar, do it. Uh, put it in your calendar and say, I'm going to sleep 12 hours just to get caught up. There's some great thought leaders that are talking about this stuff now. Uh, if you're not following Brandon Fluharty on LinkedIn, I highly recommend checking out his stuff. He talks a lot about sleep debt, diet, exercise, mental health improvement, and he is one of the top sellers in the industry. I'm actually trying to get him on the show sometime. Uh, so Brandon, if you happen to listen to this, hit me up. At, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll hit you up on LinkedIn, but hit me up because I'd love to have you as a guest on the show. And he talks a lot about how, you know, again, if you run yourself from burn yourself at both ends or whatever the saying is, uh, it can be really hard to be successful at a really high level. And this is a guy who's closing multi-million dollar deals. So get some sleep, get some exercise, pick something uh, that you like doing for exercise, and then find a hobby. 
maybe that's not mountain biking. Maybe it's, it's knitting. <laughs> maybe it's, uh, games, video games, whatever it is, just find a hobby, uh, and, and do that use and find a hobby that maybe disconnects you completely from the day to day. I think that's important. Uh, something that can really get you outdoors, something that gets you around other people that are interested in that thing. Uh, be sure to stay on top of those hobbies. Cause again, I've found myself out of balance at many points in my career where all of a sudden, hobbies and health and exercise and diet and limiting alcohol were just kind of thrown out the window because I had to just get this deal done or I had to just get this amount of pipeline built or I had to just finish this quarter, blah, blah, blah. Right. So uh, just be careful there. Don't, uh, you know, find some balance, self-reflect, work on self-improvement, take some courses, uh, you know, do what you need to do, read some books, all that good stuff. So uh, self-improvement. The last item is practice some gratitude explore stoicism. This is an interesting one. And then just show empathy for yourself and to those around you. So these are more kind of mental exercises. There's a bunch of resources here, a gajillion podcasts and books and YouTube videos and all that about stoicism. I am a big fan of Tim Ferriss. Uh, He's one of the reasons that I wanted to get into podcasting. And he talks a lot about stoicism. He does a really great TED talk uh, about fear setting, which is kind of based on his understanding of stoicism. Gratitude, again, step back and realize that you're, you know, you're working in SaaS sales. How many people out there would love to do what you do for a living? Uh, So, you know, show some gratitude, be grateful for what you do have, for the experiences you've had, good good or bad, and, you know, kind of project that gratitude out there. And then have some empathy. So this is something that I, I early on in my career used to just get so uh, away from. But when I started keeping myself in check and being more empathetic, not only to my buyers, but to my peers, my family, my friends, my life just improved in some major ways. And especially with buyers, it's really easy to forget as a seller that you're not the center of the universe. Your prospects don't necessarily owe you an update every day on where things are going. Uh, So you've got to show some empathy to the person that's on the other side of your sales cycles. This is one of the most underrated skills in software sales, but it's one of the most important. And I remember I had an epiphany back in, I think, 2015 or 2016, where I realized that I was totally one-sided in a lot of my interactions, whether that was with prospects or customers or peers or even my family. And since then, I've just tried to set aside some time to practice empathy Um, And I shouldn't say set aside time. I just try to practice it every day and, you know, read up on ways that you can be more empathetic and just be it right. Just be considerate of the people in your lives that might be going through other stuff, you know, might be going through a tragedy or a crisis, or they might be in a bad mental state. So definitely uh, those are the three tips. Focus on what you can control. Take some time away for self-improvement, self-reflection, and to find balance, and then practice gratitude and practice empathy. If you try these different things, and I know this is, uh, you know, a, a lot of this stuff I think is actionable. Some of it is really just being aware that you need to, to be considering these things and not getting caught up in the day-to-day, but hopefully this helps someone out there, and hopefully it helps for me to share that I'm not always positive, uh, especially right now. If I sound really positive, it's because I'm coming off of 12 hours of sleep. And that's after a couple of really tough weeks of feeling like I wasn't doing enough, 
uh, I wasn't being enough and all kinds of other, you know, sort of macro and outside factors that have just helped, you know, kind of push my mindset into the trash can. So hopefully, again, hopefully this helps keep a positive mindset, reach out if I can be helpful. And thank you so much for listening. Yeah.